everybody, Beth Wee in the Koinonia Kitchen with my friend Lee Kimball. How are you today, Lee? Just great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Hey, Lee, I want to talk today about when you get to that place where you kind of go through the motions, but you don't really feel any passion. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have been really burnt out this year, and it, it, we kind of have erupted in complacency, if that makes sense. So I know, I know a lot of us arrive at that place, but some of us get stuck there. Well, and the great example would be how much of that happened during the, pre the, the pregnancy, <laughs> during the, the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, there, were some, there are people that are struggling to get back to some sort of normal, normal for them. Just whatever that could be. Well, you know, when you get stuck in this place and you're feeling really flat, Something happens. It could be a family crisis or a personal struggle, struggle, and it's more than you can manage. And usually you would have been able to handle it, but because you just have no passion, you have no, you know, joy of living, you're just, it just hits you all wrong and you're overwhelmed. It sounds crazy to quote suicide statistics when I'm talking about just feeling flat, but a lot of people that get to this place succumb to despair and suicide rates are rising. And I hate that. I hate to see a rise in that because people have forgotten how wonderful it is to live and how much we need their gifts and talents. They sell themselves short and sell themselves out eventually. And lose, lose hope. And I, I've always said that I don't believe in hopelessness right? because as long as there is higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, hopelessness can't exist. What you're experiencing is helplessness. And, and it's hard to ask for help when you get stuck yeah. like this. Yeah. It's just like too much energy to ask for help. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. How are we going to combat that and ways to overcome the complacent spirit because I want to be able to change everything. So let's talk solution. Sound good? Absolutely. All right. So the good news is if somebody listening, if you're the listener and you know what we're talking about, chances are good that you've known the opposite. <laughs> you know, if you know complacency, you have known success. You've known life success. And it could be through a career, through family, through uh, spirit life through a sport that you enjoy through a hobby you enjoy but anywhere you've known success true it could just be how you feel about yourself yeah yeah you know because I've known when I've when my world has been good good and I know when I've gotten complacent on doing the the things that I did to make it good right you know some of us have done that we have things that helped us get our lives restarted. And somewhere along the line, it became a checklist instead mm -hmm. of a... A, a do list. Yeah, instead of a, oh boy, I get to list, ah. you know? So, okay, so I believe the fact that you have known success 
is the first tool you need to overcome complacency because, you know, it, it makes all the difference in a life without success. And when I say success, I mean you just felt good about the day. Then you're not going to aim for anything. you got something to aim for. That's the tool. The tool is awareness. I'm aware that this could be different because I wouldn't know I'm in trouble except that I have known it on the other end of the spectrum. I've known when I've been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you ever come to an awareness suddenly? Oh, yeah. All of a sudden it's like somebody turns on the light and you get it. Well, like you've often said before, somebody gives a tiny little twist to the kaleidoscope. Right. And all of a sudden everything seems different. Yeah, you know, I love the mundane. I love seeing the, the, the somebody else will look at this field and they'll see weeds everywhere and I'll say, oh, look at the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're little cute flowers and they look like when you pick one, they look like teeny tiny orchids. And somebody else is cursing that their lawn got covered in this. And I'm saying, wow, you lucky son of a gun. It looks like Oz. <laughs> like, you know, I could dance through the field and poppy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, but when we can see our world from a new vantage point, new possibilities open up. And sometimes if you can remember a really good emotional run where you were just feeling really good, you can connect with the belief that there is a way out. And that's the next tool I want to talk about, hope. Um, it's big stuff for overcoming complacency. Hope. Hold on. Pain ends. Mm-hmm. That's what I always thought hope meant. Hope. What do you equate hope with? The change is possible. The open mind, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. The change is possible. I just can't see it from where I'm standing. I need to open my mind. I need to take a new thing. Yeah. Sometimes we have to make a new plan. And that could be like goal setting. Have you ever done goal setting? Yes. When I was younger, I used to do goal setting, you know, and future plans, opening my mind. But but the reality is to get this done, um, to, to overcome complacency there's a really big tool that goal setting will lead me to and that's action absolutely absolutely there's those old sayings move a muscle change a thought yeah you know do something you know it's i think you would share a story about you know to feel better have you tried going outside (laughs) that's it's from a saturday night live skit oh is it yeah (laughs) are you feeling blue go outside it was very funny but you know i when i was young and i was i was in this place i was stuck and i wanted a new way of living i wanted it to get better and this woman came into my life her name was jean siriani Mm -hmm. she was a wonderful she was older than me she she just had a really good um a, a good way about her but she used to say if nothing changes Nothing, Nothing changes. changes. And she'd say it to me till I got like sick of it. And I was like, okay, Jean, I get it. I get it. You're beating me up. If nothing changes, nothing changes. I got to take action. And without change, it, if you, you're, you can settle. You can yeah. just still settle for where you are without taking any action to change it. So, but what about, how do you take action if you lack energy? 
Because I think a lot of times when I got into that complacent rut, I just didn't feel like I had any energy. I, I, people would say, you know, just, just do this. And I'd be like, what do you mean just do that? If I could just do that, I'd be doing that. I'd have been doing it. You know, yeah, but that's not really true. Well, there are cases where sometimes people have to seek some sort of outside help. Well, I remember um, when Nancy Reagan did this um, um, Just Say No campaign. (laughs) Just Say No. And I was saying, just say no to an addict or an alcoholic is like saying just buy a house to a homeless person. It just didn't make any sense. It's, they, they... In the in the fate in the in that place they lacked um, the ability to do it, but in this case they lack the energy to do it. So I think we need to connect some dots here, Lee. That you and I like to connect, and I'm going to go with body, mind, spirit. If you can't get if you can't change how you feel, that comes from your mind. That's from your soul nature, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So if you can't change how you feel. Maybe you need to do something with your body or with your spirit to, to jumpstart it. Do you remember how we used to talk about that all the time? Yeah. yeah. Like it's... you said, move a muscle, change a thought. Well, what does moving your body have to do with how you think? Well, and I, I, I told you I believe that the last couple of years I've been plagued with some fairly serious injuries. Mm-hmm. I have just now gone back to the gym wow. after like two years. Yeah. And it hurts. It's work, but the thing that you don't see coming is it's good for my head. Yeah. It's really good for my, because one of the things that happens when I'm doing that or any action, when I'm in my garden, when I do something that is going to just put me right in that moment, you know, when I'm working out, I'm not thinking of anything else. When I'm working in my garden, everything else is gone. And That's I can, I'm taking an action. So let's connect the dots. We need all three, body, mind, spirit. So I'm, I'm going to start with uh, spirit. I'm going to go right away to higher power. Because when I'm stuck, I need like a huge hand coming out of the sky and pulling me <laughs> up or something. <laughs> I need like, but so let's ask for the power to carry out that which, that which seems insurmountable to us. Let's ask for the power to carry it out. And how will this display? How does that display? You know, other new um, openings will will come to light. New tools will emerge. New people will show up. When I ask the higher power for help, it's amazing. New people come into my life. And somehow, either through what they say to me or me trying to help them, I something rekindles. The light, the passion comes back to life. Have you had that? The helping somebody else is, you know, it's just, it's so rewarding because the less time I spend in Lee, the better off I am. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm not thinking of me, me, me. Right. You know, it's, it's, it, it changes my perspective. You know, you mentioned your garden. I think that creativity is one of the tools that can be rekindling. I think if you try to find a creative outlet, Um, a new project or something that inspires you something that your heart sings when you when you think about it your passion can start to return Um, I know for me I do a journal I do the Mm -hmm. spiritual heat journal I've been doing it for over 30 years 
Well, about three years ago, maybe four, I added crayons. <laughs> so instead of just writing in the journal, now I'm coloring, I'm doing little art things and I'm coloring them in. I've gotten pretty good with shading with crayons, you know. But one small change like that changed my whole vision, just like the kaleidoscope. So maybe the thing you need to do to get out of your rut is to, um, is to spark your creative juices by embracing an old talent. So what were you good at when you were in high school? I know people that said, oh, I used to play the guitar. And I'm like, well, go get a guitar. Maybe that will, you know, I used to play the piano. Get a keyboard. And this is a big one where thinking that I won't be good at it can make me want to not do it. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, matter. It's, there are things I enjoy very much that I'm pretty much a novice at. Right. And I've seen my, from my past experience that sometimes I can become very proficient in that. But it, it's, I don't have to be doing it for proficiency. I'm doing it just for an act. And you know that another old saying, if you, how's the best way to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. You know, so if, if I just take a baby step, Toward your creative element, whatever your creative element is. And look at my past, because there's some real good evidence in my past yeah. from this same thing. People used to say like things, oh, you were so good in art when you were in high school. And I was like, I was good in art. I didn't remember that. Hmm. I got busy in the, in the work world and in this, and I do enjoy art. So adding crayons to my journal kind of a no-brainer but what are you what were you good at what were your talents did you like to bake did you like to did you like to run could you run long distance or could you run short distances but really fast or did you you know what did you like do you love dogs mm. did you volunteer at a humane society and and walk the dogs whatever it is just something creative something that brings out your creative element that's the first thing i want to suggest I'm going to move on to number two. I think chaos adds to complacency. So I'm going to say number two, organize something. <laughs> well, and the change again. Yeah. Because it, I can thrive on chaos. Yeah. How old is the ketchup in your refrigerator? <laughs> when did you use ketchup last? <laughs> I'm, I'm checking dates on stuff in somebody else's refrigerator. <laughs> you know, so what I'm saying is clean, you know, empty the refrigerator, clean it out, clean a closet. Uh, get your junk drawer organized. You know, uh, wind this, this twine that's been unraveling in the junk drawer for two years. Wind it up and put a rubber band around it. What Anything like that. But organization fights complacency. Oh, and it's so funny, Beth, because my lovely bride, Diane, has been patient with me in many instances where I lacked organization. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe... Beginning of this year, something flipped, and I am now almost hyper organized. And it's just I love the reason when I look at like my work area in my garage, basically one whole wall. And when it's all a mess, I, I can tell you, well, I know where everything is, but I've now organized it right down to everything is with every, where it goes, where it's supposed to do. It's all it's all put up in the logical. Yeah. Progression. And when I look at it, it feels It delights good. you. It I, delights you. But I didn't feel that way when I put the first screwdriver away. Yeah. And it's like, because I was also looking at the whole task. 
Right. You know, it's I'm one not elephant, gonna, one bite of elephant at a time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to build a house the first day. Yeah. Well, the third the third key I'm going to say to fight complacency is communication. Mm-hmm. You know, tell on yourself. Share the current vision and ask somebody how they got out of it. Have you ever felt flat? What did you do? Talk to people about it. Admit it. Say, I'm really having trouble making myself do anything. And I don't know if it's part of it, but that flat feeling can make you more isolative, isolate. Yeah. To isolate more and getting out of that. Yeah, that's going to be number four. Look for someone else to help. Because the isolation robs you of community. And um, success is contagious. So that means you have to catch it from other people. There has to be other people. Anything contagious only is contagious if there are other people around. So success is contagious. So look for someone else to help. Um, A 12-step group is a great way. A book club. A gardening. The garden club. It's a great place to go. Being a docent at a museum or um, passing out flyers at your church on Sunday or anything you can think of doing that engages other people, uh, look for someone else that needs help and then be there. Diane and I watched a, a show on YouTube last evening. about It was like an hour and 10 minutes long about um, good deeds. Yeah. People, people doing just to do it. And I mean, there were some amazing things. A dog falls in a rushing river and somebody gets in and saves the dog. Yeah. You know, a guy in a wheelchair falls over. Somebody goes over and picks him up. Right. All these amazing things. And in those moments, again, I'm not just thinking about Lee. Right. So the fifth thing I'm going to go into is attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, look for good things right now. Count small successes. I brushed my teeth today, <laughs> you know. And we're all grateful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes because I do that gratitude list in my spiritual mm-hmm. heat journal, I'm grateful. Like today, it's Florida. It's not cold, you guys. I'm saying it's in the 60s today. I'm cold. I'm grateful for a hoodie. Now, how long have you been working that process? Uh, about 30, 34 years. And if you don't know it, one of the things that she does is she can't repeat the gratitude any, any, for anything more than once. It's yeah. always new. There has to be new. That's why I know that those little weeds look like orchids <laughs> <laughs> because I've looked at them. Uh, <laughs> and like, you know, when I go, when I walk our dog, I'm up to seven new kinds of weeded weed flowers that I've, you know, and I, I bring them back and I, I, I put them in little vases around my tables, but I am grateful for the world around me. I'm grateful that I was born after the man who invented the combustion en- uh, engine because I've been able to drive my whole adult life. I am grateful that um, my broken hip was fixed. Mm. You know, even though sometimes I can feel it's going to rain. You gotta I, look I at can your, be grateful for that. Look at your gots, not yeah. your knots. Yeah, that's right. So that's the attitude. Number six, hook up. Seek the divine. Wherever that leads you, for some it may take you to nature, for somebody else it might take you to church, for somebody else it will take you into a journal where you're writing letters to God, whatever. The deal here is hook up. And I can abbreviate that in four little letters. Seek.
I mean, after all, seek and you will find. Seek the divine because the divine is all around you. Look because it's looking for you. Okay, number seven, you ready? I'm ready. Say yes to connection with others. Go out to lunch. <laughs> Meet someone for coffee. Attend a meeting. See a counselor. What else? Another great tool connecting is um, there are times where I will call somebody else on the phone with an intention not to talk about me at all. Beautiful one. That's a beautiful yeah. one. And it helps. It'll get you out of there. Yeah. Number eight, and this is our last one. Should I have a drum roll? Okay. Give yourself a time limit to keep your willingness going. And what I mean by this, if you don't feel better by doing any of the things we just said by next Tuesday, you can reconsider. But you have to try it every day until next Tuesday. So keep your schedule on doing these things until a later date. And if, if you fall short, it doesn't mean you're a failure. No. It's like New Year's coming up. All sorts of people are going to make these huge resolutions. Yeah. And what? Week, week two, they're bumming out because they broke it. And then in February, we're all buying chocolate for Valentine's Day and going to the ice cream store. So, you know, complacency strikes all of us. So don't let it go deep. When you see it, that first moment of clarity and awareness, fight it. When you start to feel the flatness, fight it. Any last thoughts? Just the smallest action will help. Because with that, I used to tell my daughter, made her nuts, if you want to go to the California, first thing you got to do is get in the car. Yeah. So, you know, one take, step yeah. at a time. Beautiful. Hey, we need you in this big world. We want your input and we want your gifts. So don't be flat. Come back to us. <laughs> Come back to us. Because we love you. That's right. Thanks for being here, Lee. Oh, my pleasure. We'll talk again. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.